Jackson. Shut your mouth, broadcasting. First round draft pick. Believe we got stats, kid. Quarterback sacking. 100 yard dashing. So tap in for the action. What teams got traction? Welcome to the Sim Podcast Show. I'm your co host, Eric. And I'm always joined by my co-host, Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on? You know what we do? We talk about the National Football League on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. We just had week number four. We're moving on to week number five. Ron, I know we had our instant reaction report after our team's loss, but how do you feel going into week number five? Not any better, to be honest with you. I'm not really excited about this game. Not excited about the direction of the team. Uh, that team is going. You know, what can I say? I mean, it's football. I'm going to watch it, but I'm not. I have, you know, my expectations are, are low. Listen, I know that um, both our teams are not the dominant. The dominant that they, the dominance that they once were, but. It is only week number five. We only had four games, and we'll talk about our current state. But I think that it's such a, you know, why it's like one quarter of the season gone. So let's let's just talk about what's in the news, and then we'll get into the nitty gritty of our teams. And let's talk about the JC trade, JC Jackson trade. Apparently, with Gonzalez going down. Jack Jones, who knows if he's going to play anytime soon. Jonathan Jones, same thing. I know he's been kind of in the in the injury list and off the list. But I, I'm i not saying I love this trade, but you got to get bodies, man. You got to get somebody. That dude, Wade, last week, he just wasn't it. Miles Bryant, he's not really meant for an outside cornerback. It's more of a nickel-dime package. So I can see why this trade happened. I mean, J.C. Jackson wasn't really loved by the Chargers' defense. I think two times already he's been like a healthy scratch. So you know what? I'm not mad at it. We need bodies. We need bodies. Yeah, listen. Um, the contract ha- is going to be reworked. I know Chargers are paying a majority of what's left on the contract. Patriots needed bodies. They got someone that's familiar with their team. They're familiar with. So I think it's a win-win situation. They're not giving up a lot, right? What is it, like a fifth-round pick or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's a way-down draft yeah. pick. Yeah, so I think it's a good deal for both teams. I don't think J.C. Jackson, what they thought they were getting, um, the Chargers. So it didn't work out there. Maybe he can salvage his career. Um, you know, with the Patriots. Well, I think, you know, it's the whole thing. Like he's, he works well within the system. I don't think he was a uh, Stefan Gilmore where you're getting an individual cornerback that does well, man to man zone, whatever you can JC Jackson. He, you know, him and his agent, they kind of push the price up to the point where Bill Belichick was like, nah, I ain't paying for that. Yeah. And of course, they found a suitor in the Chargers, and so I'm, you know, I'm not mad at the trade at all. So, the next set of news is Kenny Pickett is actually practicing. He got a brace on. 
will he play or is it time for uh, Trubisky? Seems like he's going to play. He's going to do everything to try to play. Um, he said he felt today. He felt okay. Um, he's, you know, he's going to see how the next couple days of practice goes. Uh, but he's expecting to play from his comments today with or without a brace. He doesn't know. So, you know, um, my guess is that he, he'll be out there. Um, I think some of Steeler Nation would prefer him not to be out there, to be honest with you, just based on his, his performance so far this year. Um, but, you know, if he's healthy enough to play, I'm, you know, I'm fine with him playing. Um, I know this, this is how I feel about Matt Canada, whether he has a healthy Kenny, Kenny Pickett, unhealthy Penny kick, Penny Pickett, uh, Kenny Pickett. Mitch Trubisky, it doesn't matter the quarterback. Yeah. What's what's going to happen with the Steelers and Matt Canada, you know, running things? It's just like, you damn if you do, you damn if you don't. I, I, I really want Kenny Pickett to play, but will it matter? I don't think it matters, right? So, I'm going to talk this week in this press conference, the most overhyped press conference. Everyone was waiting for a big change. Um, and I'm to find out there wasn't really any change other than like, you know, being at full pads, um, you know, for the, for the, uh, Wednesday practice. So, um, listen, I don't know what we expect to see different. I know there's going to be some offensive line moves just because out of necessity, there's some players that are hurt. Um, outside of that, I don't expect much to change from the, from an offensive side of the ball. And he has to play better. The whole team has to execute. Like the offensive line needs to block better. Um, you know, everyone needs to play better offensively and defensively. And, you know, it's not fair that Canada uh, getting all the blame, although he deserves most of it. Um, but, you know, the team, the players have to step up and their part, you know, a lights on him Sunday. Yeah, because I, I saw like a, I don't know if it was the NFL Network or if it was ESPN, but I saw like a quick, you know, kind of like interlude into what Mike Tomlin said and about how they were out phys- physical. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, how physical the Texans were compared to them. And they were like, oh, this is not an offense coordinator or a defense coordinator. This is just... Pittsburgh Steelers got outplayed by the Texans. I think what he was saying is that one team showed up and the other didn't. And that comes down to coaching, right? The coach is not preparing their players to, you know, be ready for the game. That comes out to the players too. They themselves not being ready, uh, maybe overlooking the Texans a little bit um, and not playing to their potential, you know, from, from jump when the game started. Um, I think that's what he's talking about. Now, to your point, it doesn't solve the issues with schematics like play calling, right? Those issues are still a major concern on offense and defense, to be honest with you, but mo- more so on offense, we're seeing because we're, we're not scoring at all. I think we're averaging like 10 points or something like that offensive uh, each game. So it's worse than last year. Something needs to change. 
being physical, yeah, that has to change regardless. Everyone should show up, you know, when they when their you know game starts. That's what they're being played to do. That should be a given. Um, but regardless of that happening, they got to execute, right? They can't miss their assignments. Um, but the play calling has to be better too. The coaching has to be better. There's lots of lots of room for improvement. So. Yeah. I don't know to answer your question. Going back to like if it's going to make a difference, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, this is and who do you, who you guys play this week? Ravens. The Ravens. Okay, and we'll get to that. Uh, the other set of news: Chandler Jones. What is going on? Is this a mental illness, or is this just him experimenting with all kinds of drugs and not really having, you know? I, I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say because I know when he was with the Patriots, he was a good player, but he did a lot of weird things. And I think uh, I got to remember maybe 2013 around that time, he actually got caught running butt naked. I remember that. Yeah. And yeah. Bill, Chick, Bill Belichick said enough is yeah. and just cut him. Yeah. Didn't even ask any questions wasn't like hey can we get you help what's going on he just said nope you're not gonna be part of the scene well they probably did something behind the scene right that's not public probably try well, to get him probably, some help yeah they probably did something to the point and that was that was it that was a fact where they were like okay we're out so is are the raiders not following that procedure oh like, they're out they cut him right so they're they're done they've tried to publicly Keep everything hush hush and be respectful of Chandler Jones and what he's going through. Um, they've tried to handle it in a professional way, and I think Chandler was just like too far gone, and they just decided, like the Patriots did, to cut their ties. Now I'm sure, even though he's not on the team anymore, they're still trying to make sure that they reach out and provide him whatever help he needs. I don't think he's going to be completely abandoned by the Raiders, the Patriots, or the whole NFL community. Um, but that's something that he needs to, to figure out on it. Yeah, I mean, I feel for the guy, the fact that he has access to his phone, obviously he has access to his money. There's just a lot of things that he has access to that he shouldn't, and it's all playing out for the world to see, whether it's on social, social Instagram, Twitter, whatever the case might be. He's just... I mean, this is the kind of this is the kind of person that needs help. I think I saw a video where he just started crying for no reason. Yeah, yeah, he um, saying some crazy stuff. Yeah, um, just saying crazy stuff yeah. that you know, really, there's there's no you know there's no physical evidence that he can actually show what he was saying was true. So about, uh, Hernandez, Hernandez right? yeah. being uh, killed or committing suicide. So it, yeah. it was just like. Dude, what are you talking about? So, I feel for the guy. I mean, he, yeah. he was a great Listen, player. Mental health is not a fun thing no. or no. funny thing to joke about. It serious affects like lots of people, everyone. Um, he needs to get like some help, uh, you know. And the good thing is that there's tons of support out there. There's tons of medication out there. Some of it is going to be trial and error. You know, it's not something that'll be fixed like next week, but he has to take, I think, the first step to get help, right? No one can force him 
And they tried. That's what I'm about to say is that you can't bring a, a horse to drink water, right? He's like, he has to want to be helped. Yeah. I don't know if he, he, he wants to be helped or he's at the, yeah. at that place is very hard, very hard to gauge. But the fact that he's gone public with all these issues is kind of sad. Uh, yeah, so that's that's what we have for NFL news. Let's go over our week four picks momentarily. Uh, let's start with New England at Dallas. I thought they were going to win 2017. You had Dallas winning 24 to 20. It was 3 to 38. Don't I mean, truck. What else can you say? <laughs> we talked about it already. Yeah, we so already talked about it. It's just it's just about terrible. these games. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Pittsburgh at uh, Houston. We both had Pitt winning. You had 28-16. I had 24-17. Final score was 6-30. Again, there's no need to repeat what was said. <laughs> yeah. These two games were like lopsided losses. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I double dipped, which now I know why you shouldn't do that because oh, yeah. now... Your upset special, yeah, for my upset special. So it was like, but I didn't like the matchups. You went with Denver at Chicago, Chicago winning 26 24. Denver ended up winning 31 to 28. Ron, why were you so high on Chicago? Chicago was up by like 20 points or something like that at one point, and Denver just reeled them in. And that's probably what's going to cause their coach to be fired this season. Um, they were up big. I don't know what the heck happened. Uh, I, you know, I just thought it was an opportunity for Chicago, especially given all the noise with um, Fields' relationship with the coach and how they made up in public and all this other stuff. I thought it was an opportunity for them to bounce back and show, you know, the whole country that, hey, you know, we might be 0-3 at the time or 0-1-2. I don't know what they were. No, they were 0-3 at the time. Um but, you know, we're still going to come out and play and play well. Well, they did okay. They were leading 21-7, it looks like, at the half. And then the fourth quarter, they got outscored 17 to nothing. So, um, so yeah, you can't blame it on Justin Fields because he actually had a good game. I mean, mm-hmm. four touchdowns, over 300 yards passing. He had a 135 rating. QBR 69. I could have probably not helped by that interception, but mm-hmm. you can't blame Justin Fields. Yeah. No. So who got to blame the defense, right? Well, yeah. I mean, coaching, right? To some extent, something had to, and I didn't watch the game or anything. I just had a, my gut feeling was that Chicago was going to win that game. At the start of the game, I felt good about how that was going, right? And um, yeah, obviously, you know, I was wrong. The other game, um, the other thing is that uh, 171 yards rushing for Chicago. So it's not like they weren't running the ball. I, it's just, it, it was one of those weird games that up up by even the third quarter, because I guess Denver scored 17 on that points <laughs> in the fourth quarter. This was just a disaster for Chicago. And I, last week, I was just going off on how Chicago, the city as a whole, is just terrible. They're doing bad. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. They just, they're just bad. 
So now that we have, before we get to our our rankings, uh, now that we have kind of like a a quarter of the of the uh, of the season gone, Ron, how do you feel about it? You had them pick to win twelve games, twelve games, right? Yeah, twelve games. So how do you feel about that pick? How, what what's going on? Yeah, I was disillusion you know by what happened in the preseason um they are not going to get to 12 games i don't know if they can even get to nine honest with you just the way that they're playing offensively and defensively again i would be shocked if they can get to nine wins um but you never know this is like the week that you know the ravens this matchup this is you know where they can like come back and surprise everyone and and beat the ravens um, and, you know, maybe after the bye week next kind of, but I don't have any faith that that's what's going to happen. I don't feel confident in the team at all. Um, and like I was telling you earlier, like, you know, something needs to change. Someone needs to get fired. I don't know who that is, um, but something drastic has to change. The, um, you know, the whole culture you know, it's not what it used to be, I think. You know, that saying, the standard is the standard. Well, the Steelers' standard has changed. It used to be about getting Super Bowls, winning Super Bowls. It was always like that, you know, under Cower, uh, Chuck Noll, even Tomlin his first couple of years, that's what it was. But, you know, and ever since previous Rooney passed away, turned it, you know, handed it over to his son or whatever, that standard has changed, right? Now it's about let's just not be under 500 and we're okay with losing playoff games. Forget about the Super We're okay with losing playoff games. So the standard has changed. Um, so, you know, it's it's uh, it's not good to see, unfortunately. Um, I just hope something drastic happens soon or we'll be sitting here again next year talking about the same same thing i mean there's some games some winnable games coming up in there in the in the uh, docket you have the the rams who all of a sudden have come back to life do you have any faith like how much confidence do you have the Steelers can go out and beat the rams i I mean mean, I, i picked them as my uh north division winner and after four games, you had them going four and zero. I had them going uh, three and one. They're two and two right now. Um, they have the Jaguars, they have the Titans, they have the Packers, the Browns, Bengals, Cardinals. So it's not. I think at the beginning of the year, I thought that those games were cakewalks. No. And now they're not. Even though the Bengals are kind of reeling, the Cardinals are all of a sudden trying. Uh, the Browns, they still need to figure it out. Then you have the Jaguars. I think that's a beatable. That's a that should be a beatable game. I I don't know. I you know let's say this week we lose against the Ravens. All of a sudden we're three doing our bye week. Face the Rams on the road. Haven't played well on the road. Rams are playing good. It wouldn't shock me if we lose that. It wouldn't shock me if the Titans, the Titans, the Packers. None of these. There's no gimme win. Even the Cardinals, 
with Dobbs. Look how hard they're playing. You know, nothing is for certain. I don't feel confident in any of these games that I'm looking at. Um, because, you know, there's just a problem with the offense. It's just, it's just too big to, you know, can't solve that. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to put a negative, a negative quotation on what rest of the season might look like for mm-hmm. Sealed, but it's not going to be a cakewalk, basically. No, no. It's not going to be a cakewalk. They're going to have to really play hard. Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky, whoever the quarterback is going to be, is going to have to figure out a way to, like, you know, take Matt Canada's offense or play calling and just kind of, like, add a little flavor to it. I, I don't know how. How are the second-year quarterback? I'm taking a that. book out of the Ben Rothenberg. Like, yeah, that's not going to hey, Listen, you just got to... Because that's the only thing that works. Yeah. We know Big Ben... That's the only yeah. thing that worked for yeah. him. But a rookie or second-year player isn't that. And Trubisky's, you know, it's only second year on the team, too, so he's not going to do that either. Um, so it's up to Tomlin to make that decision. Um, he has to do something different. He hasn't done it yet. We'll see once we get past this week what sort of performance we get from the team. Then we got the bye week. It's a perfect opportunity to... You know, have, fire the coordinator at that point during your bye week and figure out what you can do for the rest of the season. Forget about wins at that point if you fire your coordinator. It's about development. That's what it needs to be. How can you get Pickett and these young players back to, the, you know, continuing to develop their game so that, like, next year they can be better and you can have a legitimate chance of getting to the playoffs? Yeah, this is. I mean, are you are you throwing away the season? So, what are you saying? I need what their performance looks like this week. They come out and have a repeat of last week. It's it's a done deal. Talking about throwing away the season, I don't. You know, with the Patriots, I originally picked them not to make the playoffs. Right, with nine because I don't think that was it. Now. You know, after four games, they they're talking about Bill Belichick's jobs in jeopardy. After and the season or during the after the season, after. saying that his job is in jeopardy. He's not going in, not until he gets that right. He, the thing is this: when I went when I went to that Patriots game, that first game, to see the Tom Brady ceremony, I think that was a little bit of closure. I think that I realized that day that things were never going to be the same. You know, it's like I was thinking about a like a metaphor, like a band, right? You have a band. When they're together, they made all these records and all these hits and all these years. They were so good. And you went to the concerts and you bought the concerts and then the band separated. One member kind of had a little bit of success, you know? But then he retired. The other member is still trying to find that magic. You know, they like, you know, buy my stuff, buy my album. It's not as good as the original one, but still buy it. And I think you can only, you know, you can only, you know, go so far with that respect. And I think that 
when I went to that game and I saw the ceremony and I saw, you know, all the highlights, Brady highlights, I was like, you know what? It was a good run. It was a good run. Now, whether this franchise is horrible for the next two years, I'm actually okay with it. Me personally, I'm okay with it. The young fans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Same that, with the Steelers. The no. young fans that never seen this franchise lose, lose basically. Yeah. You know, and I'm talking about like the teenagers, the people in their 20s, even in their early 30s. They would just like get this old guy out of here. Get this old guy out of here. And what I'm have like, you done for me recently? Yeah. It's like, you know what? That's the name of the game. I mean, yeah. if you want to maintain new fans and you want to maintain like fanatics basically you have to win so to me even if even if bill belichick ends up being fired after the season and he goes out with another team you know what get direct yeah because you know to me i think someone said the best it's an individual record it has nothing to do i mean it has a lot to do with the Patriots, but it has to do with Bill Belichick and whether when he was a head coach with the Browns, he was a head coach with the Patriots, and maybe he's a head coach somewhere else. But I'm fine with it because it really is an individual record, an individual, you know, most coaches win. So, so, yeah, so I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I'm going to disagree a little bit with you. And I, at a fan's perspective, yeah, no one gives a damn, you know, um, it doesn't represent the Patriots, but I, I think it's going back to your your story, it's to me it's still unfinished business. Brady did his part. The other part is Bill crossing that finish line to get his record. And craft as much as it means to Bill Belichick, I still I think it lots of craft too to have Belichick accomplish that as a Patriot. So, I, I think it does because when you think when you think about Robert Kraft, you think I let Brady go for you. So we're going to do this together. Yeah. We're yeah. going to do this together no matter what. Right. But, you know. It just might take him two or three. Yes, it might take him two or three. Years. So going back to this season, they're one and three. They haven't scored more than three touchdowns since game number one. They just lost two of their best defensive players. Uh, Gonzalez for the season. Judon maybe for two months, maybe longer. Um, my expectations are like, hey, if they win six games, I'll be happy. That's how low. Yeah. That's how low because you can't say, I feel like when you listen to the radio back in Massachusetts, back in Boston, it's so much negativity and so much like, hey, we need to get rid of, we need a new regime. We need to, yeah. and you just like, just be happy. Yeah. I mean, this dude can just, and I'm talking about Bill Belichick, next week and be like, you know what? I quit. And I'll be fine with that because he already accomplished enough. He doesn't owe this team anything. Now, like to your point, he does owe Robert Kraft. Like, hey, you stuck by me even when we let the GOAT go. So, again, is Mac Jones the fix for everything? No, he just doesn't have the weapons. Right. He he can't do it all himself. Yeah. Uh, so we saw against the Dallas. I think that's what happened. He tried to do it all himself. 
But five touchdowns through four games. They don't have anybody receiving yards that has over a thousand. They don't even have a runner that has over 200 yards. I'm looking at Stevenson. He only has 164 yards before game. So it, this is just, I mean, this is as bad as it's going to get. People, a lot of people think that, oh, get rid of Belichick and rebuild. Well, what do you think he's doing? <laughs> he's yeah. rebuilding as it goes. Yeah. You don't have to. I feel like a lot of people think like new faces. It's a rebuild. No, you can still do a rebuild while you're still coaching. I oh, think yeah. that just a lot of people have high hopes when it comes to Bill Belichick. And I think like, you know, going back to our metaphor, that band separated. So whatever record that you see now, it's just Bill Belichick. It's not Tom Brady together. Anymore. So it's like. Listen, both of these teams are in the exact same situation. We got young quarterbacks in second or third year. We're trying to figure out if they're the franchise or not. And we don't know. There's lots of questions both ends. Um, and we're going to have to make a decision, right? So their contracts are eventually going to come up. And you got to figure out, are these the right people to lead your team? Uh, or do you have to go searching for somebody else? In the meantime, you build your team as best as possible, the guys around them, to be competitive as possible. But in the end of the day, I, I think anyone will tell you, you want to make the playoffs and have a good team, you have to have a quarterback. So I think any team that doesn't have a franchise quarterback is rebuilding. Even ones that think they may have one and there's questions about them, like both of our teams, we're in rebuild mode right now, no matter how good our defense is. And that's just the truth until we have all the answers on who's, you know, leading the team uh, from a quarterback. Yeah, and, and I feel like Four games is just not enough. Maybe after eight games, you can kind of tell whether what kind of team you have. I just feel like this is, you know, too short over of, of a sample. You know, too too small of a sample size. Um, yeah, so that's that's what I feel the state of the Patriots is right now. It's just it's a, it's a wait and see, basically. What I'm saying, wait and see. Um, Ron, do you want to add anything else or do you want to go into week number five? Let's get into week five. Let's get into week five because we have the Saints at the Patriots. Patriots are actually favored by one and a half minus one and a half. Ron, what's your prediction? I have New Orleans winning uh, 20 to 19. Don't have a lot of confidence. Um, in either of these teams, to be honest with you. Is Derek Carr playing? I think he is. He's going to play through the pain. They have him listed as questionable. Yeah, I think he's going to play. That's my understanding. Um, yeah, I, too many injuries. The secondary for the Patriots. Mac Jones, I don't know what to expect. I sort of expect him to bounce back a little bit, to be honest with you. Um, but I got New Orleans winning 20 to 19. I got the Patriots winning 21 to 17. And again, I'm not 100% sure about that score. Because again, they haven't reached the 20 point mark since game one. And that was, you know, four weeks ago. I think that New Orleans can do, can make some dumb mistakes. They have a good defense, but I just don't. 
I don't know. I to be honest with you, I think whoever scores first wins the game. <laughs> Whether it's New Orleans or the Patriots, I I just have that feeling. If the Patriots score first, they're gonna win. I have them again twenty one to seven. That again, I'm not a hundred. I'm not confident. Last week I was very confident, and they should the bet. So who knows? Uh, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Baltimore is favored by four and a half. Ron, what you got? Listen, um, Steelers have had a lot of success recently against Baltimore. Um, they really, you know, they've played Lamar pretty well. Um, I think they hold him to like 60% passing, something like that. They force him to fall over a little bit. Um, having said that, this is a completely different Steelers team. I have no confidence in anything that they're doing. Offensively or defensively, I don't have any confidence in the coaching staff. So I'm picking Baltimore to win 17. And, and to be fair, I had Baltimore winning regardless. Um, I had, you know, like I said, I've said before, I have the winning vision. But um, yeah, I think Baltimore and I think their players are getting healthy too. Well, they'll start it. Uh, it back at practice today. I don't, I have seven, 17 to 10 as the score, Baltimore winning. It wouldn't shock me if we see another thirty to six performance beat down. I have I have Baltimore winning twenty twenty four one. Um, again, same how are we thing. getting twenty one points? I was about to say <laughs> same thing as the Patriots. I have no confidence that they can reach the twenty point mark. Um, I thought last week they were going to do it for sure against the Texans. They didn't. Uh, Baltimore is a different it's a different animal so I don't know I don't know it's you know what we see during the season at the start and then what is actually happening right now it's so left-sided it, mm-hmm. it's like what is going on are we professional can we do this on a daily basis but it's like personnel it's like hey who's your coordinator like there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, and for this game, I don't know if, you know, is Kenny playing, is Mitch playing? It's like, there's so many unknowns right yeah. now, but I I still have Baltimore winning 24-21, but again, that was just a crap shoot. I'll be happy with 21. If, they, if the offense can get to 21 points, that's a step in the right direction. That, I mean, yes, that would be... Matt Canada lives another week. Uh, Ron, who's your upset special? Yeah, so I looked at this, I think, on what's today, Wednesday. So I may have looked at it yesterday, but um, I got Minnesota beating Kansas City. So Kansas City is on the road at Minnesota to their favorite by five. I don't know if that's changed since. Um, but I got Kansas City pulling off an up. I'm sorry, Minnesota pulling off an upset 26 to 23. And the only reason I'm picking them is because Minnesota, I cannot see them losing a game and falling to one and one four. four. Yeah, they won in three. They just got their first victory last yeah, week. That that's honestly, I just can't see. I'm actually surprised about Brian Flores and all the points I hate. because I thought that once they got him into the Minnesota Viking, that the defense would vastly improve I mean they played good last week but that was against Carolina so I mean you know go figure 
I think I think that this might, you know, I think this might happen for you because Kansas City didn't look that good against uh, no. the Jets. I mean, they looked beatable. I don't know if it was Mahomes or it was the defense. It's both. It was. I, I think that they're not uh, as indestructible as they used to be. I have Dallas at San Francisco. I have Dallas winning this game. Um, even though San Francisco is on the top of my power rankings, I just feel like Dallas has this monkey on their back, and until they beat the Niners, that monkey is just going to be there, going to set up shop in the Dallas back. And I feel like if you can't do it this week, when you have a Purdy against Dak, who I feel like Dak is maybe a better quarterback, but again, he might make some stupid mistakes and try to do it. So, yeah. But I got, I actually have Dallas. It's a four point uh, underdog. So I actually have uh, Dallas one. Uh, so who do you have, Ron, as your top five power rank? So my top five are the same as far as who's there. I think the order is a little bit different. So I still got San Fran on top. I got uh, Philly at number two. I think that was the same as last week. I got Detroit at number three. Last week I had Miami there. Um, I got Miami falling to four and then Ravens at number five. So my my top five are still the same. I think uh, easing behind them, though, just to talk about teams that can get into the top five. I think Kansas City's probably somewhere near there. Buffalo's probably somewhere near there as well. Yeah, that's my list is basically the same except from last week. I have San Francisco and Philly. Then I have Buffalo, which is the first time that they actually rank in my list this week or at all this year. Let me just check really quickly. Yeah, so this is the no, actually, week one they were there. So week five, uh, Buffalo, Kansas City, and Detroit. The only one that I'm iffy about is Kansas City because they just didn't look very dominant. Mm-hmm. I think you can maybe put Baltimore instead of Kansas City in there. Maybe even Miami, but I just that's the one that I'm not a hundred percent sure that they're you know dominant team, but everyone else is just they just laying down the wood. Yeah. Yeah. They're just laying down the wood. Yeah, I mean it's when these you know, rankings, you it's you can't overreact on game. Uh, lots of people, for example, with the Dolphins, you don't have them in your top five anymore, but they put up 70 points two weeks ago and then they lost. They got dump trucked by the Bills. That doesn't necessarily, they're not, that they're not one of the top five teams to me. They just had a bad, you know, a bad week. Um, so I still think at the end of the day, they're one of the top five teams in Buffalo great win for them but they have been inconsistent all year long right so they gotta go to me go on a little bit of a streak and look actually look better as well um they gotta just be more consistent um for me to get them you know top five so the three and one right now the reason why i took miami out is because i looked at their point differential and buffalo bills at plus 84 and Miami is plus 31. But when you look at their defense of points allowed, 
Um, Buffalo Bills are 55. Miami Dolphins are 119. So I just feel like Buffalo is a better rounded team. They just beat Miami. So I, that's the only reason why, to me, I was like, when I looked at that, I was like, yeah, that's fair. That's, that's but I still a big see a Buffalo team that lost to the Jets, Rodgers. Well, basically, our game. That week one, we all know what happened. Josh Adams. Four interceptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you're definitely not going to win that game. You have four turnovers. Um, and then I looked at the other teams, point differential, and I looked at the Steelers, negative 38. Yeah. I looked at the Patriots, negative 42. It's just, you know, what we're, what we're saying is, like, the offense is just not there. So why even... You know, why even have high hopes steam? Yeah. Everyone else that basically has a bad offense, negative 45 for Cincinnati Bengals. Then you have negative 50 for the Denver Broncos, negative 39 for the Raiders. So you know. Yeah, it's been some lopsided. Yes, yes. And you know that the offense is just not consistent. You know, the offense is not consistent. And then the defense is just. If you go, if you look at the defense that have hit triple figures, you're like, oh, I can understand why, because mm-hmm. they have a bad defense. Yeah. Uh, so, Ron, uh, what do you want to tell the fans out there, the Pittsburgh Steelers fans? What do you want to? The week five, we're heading into week five. The teams, Steelers, Patriots are on a on a very very low low expectation. So, what do you want to tell the fans out there? Win or lose, don't overreact. Um, if we win this game, which is quite possible, again, we play the race well, we'll be in first place. It means nothing. You just talked about the point differential, right? It means nothing if we win this game. Um, there's still a lot of uh, improvement that needs to happen. If we lose this game, it means nothing. There's a lot, like I said, you know, that has to improve on this team regardless. So it's not, you know, realistically, it's not uh, a team that's ready to make a run to the playoffs or and, or do anything in the playoffs. So just keep your expectations um, low um, or stay level at least, right? Don't don't overreact uh, to anything that happens this weekend. Let's keep our eye on the, the big picture um, and hope that the team can turn things around culturally in the next couple of years. Please. Yeah, well, I don't have a lot of words for the New England Patriots fans because I feel like there's a fan base. This is played down the middle, right? There's a fan base that wants Bill Belichick gone, and there's a fan base, which I'm included, that wants. Bill Belichick here for the long term, at least until he breaks the record. Um, this is not going to be fixable in two months, one month, three months, whatever the case might be. It might be fixable after one year. And, you know, all I can say is hang in there. Don't believe the hype. Don't yeah. go in that, you know, don't go into like, you know, like that Miami fan that we saw that just posted a video of him ranting about like i can't believe listen settle down believe in the process it's a plan it's early in the season it's only games only four games going into week five just you know take it easy right it's okay yep 
listen, the magic, you can't repeat the magic. Just be happy that we're here. We're somewhat competitive. Not really, but somewhat competitive. And just take it easy. You'll, you'll see a Super Bowl in your life then. Don't worry. We'll nah, get there. What? You know, maybe you not know. with Be- Bill Belichick, but we'll get there. Just take it easy. Take it easy. That's what I'm saying. Just slow your roll. That's all I'm saying. So in, in that case, uh, I say peace. Peace. Hey, guys. Thanks again for watching. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on uh, Shut Your Mouth Podcast at gmail.com. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us on Twitter or on Instagram at SYM Podcast. Thanks again.